It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, March 9th, and we're talking some Yankees baseball. Pleased to be joined by Yanks reporter for MLB.com, Brian Hoke. Brian, as always, thanks for taking the time, my friend. And before we get into everything going on at spring training with the Yankees, I want to congratulate you on your book, Baby Bombers, about the Yanks that's now out. So congratulations on that book. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, give us a little spiel. Tell us uh, a little bit about the book and what people can uh, find in it. Well, the, uh, the Cliff Notes version is uh, it's basically how the Derek Jeter Yankees became the Aaron Judge Yankees. And so I had a lot of cooperation from general manager Brian Cashman, from Joe Girardi, from Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, all your, uh, all your fan favorites there. And uh, they, they were very, they, I think they understood the project. They understood what I was trying to portray. And uh, really, it traces the Yankees, how the 2017 Yankees came to be, uh, what an exciting ride that was, why they connected with fans so much, and, and what they're primed to do in the future, because I think uh, that, that's probably just the beginning for, for the Yankees. They're headed for a lot more winning in, in their future, and, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for these kids who are in their 20s and learning how to become stars at the big league level. Absolutely, Brian. Sounds like a great read, and uh, congratulations again on it. And I was going to ask you this later on, but since since we're talking about it right now as we get started on the podcast, uh, is there a healthy competition, if you will, right now in spring training between some of these young and up-and-coming stars and prospects on the Yanks, whether it's Torres, uh, Andujar, and compared to some of the veterans that they've brought in, like Brandon Drury? Talk about, is it a healthy competition, a bit of a rivalry there, and does that bring out the best in all these guys? Yeah, I think it does. I think competition is good. You know, I go back to last spring when – they didn't have Aaron Judge handed the right field job on a silver platter. He had to step up and win it, and he had a formidable challenger in Aaron Hicks, and that was a very real competition up until about two or three weeks before opening day. It, it almost seemed like Hicks was in the lead, and Judge might begin the year down at AAA. Well, we obviously know how that turned out, and he wound up winning Rookie of the Year and finished second in the MVP race, 52 homers. So we'll see what this year's version has. You know, I think Miguel Andohar has been – ripping the cover off the ball all spring, and he's, uh, he's really just hitting line drives everywhere. Very impressive hitter. I think that bat will play at the big league level, but Brandon Drury's got a little more experience. That's why the Yankees went and got him. So I, I think Drury probably still has a leg up, but I think Andohar can close that gap between now and opening day as far as being the, uh, the third baseman to begin the season in New York. Yeah, it's certainly exciting when you have that, that healthy competition between veterans and young guys, and they end up pushing each other. That's really what spring training is for a lot, as we see. And if we look at uh, big picture storylines all of baseball, Shohei Otani obviously right at the top of that list, Cubs adding you Darvish, how does that work out? But I don't think there's a bigger storyline. I'm not just saying that because you're on right now and we're talking Yankees, but everyone <laughs> wants to see judge and stanton how is it going to look we've had some clues now in spring training but talk about where you think they're going to hit in the order and just the excitement and and uh the excitement level in spring training right now fans and team yeah 
Oh, I think there's a, a real temptation for Aaron Boone to get both of those guys up in the first inning. So he, I think he's really considering having them hit two and three. Uh, you, you might want a left-hander to break those guys up, and they've got guys who can do that. And Greg Bird, maybe a Didi Gregorius, maybe you can put those in the middle. But I don't really see the harm in having Judge hit two and Stanton hit three. I think you're going to see that. Um, he's been tinkering with his lineup a little bit here, and I think Brett Gardner's going to lead off. And, you know, talking to Gardner, his job is just to get on base for those big bats because uh, they're going to hit the ball a long way. I don't think turning the lineup over is going to be a problem for this team. I think they're going to score a ton of runs. So, uh, you know, Aaron Boone could probably bat them alphabetically if he wanted to, and they're still going to score a lot of runs. So I think now is the time for him to experiment a little bit. He's even talked about having Judge hit leadoff, but I really do think he's going to like Judge in that two-hole and probably Stanton in the three. and go into the season with that obviously everyone benefits from having Stanton now coming over the NL MVP I mean it's just an incredible combination having Judge in the lineup and really the whole lineup right now looks so powerful but who else specifically maybe that we're not thinking of benefits from Stanton coming into this lineup now and just having those two boppers right in the middle who else benefits in that lineup the most that could have a breakout year yeah oh my gosh I mean I think they all benefit but you know, we're not talking a whole lot about Gary Sanchez, and he's been able to fly under the radar here. Um, you know, he's in that same batting practice group with Judge and Stan, and people ooh and ah when Judge and Stan hit the ball. But I, I think Gary Sanchez hits the ball harder than both of those guys, at least he has been the last couple of weeks. So uh, I, Gary Sanchez is such a tremendously talented offensive player. Uh, the Yankees really believe he's going to be a complete player on both sides of the ball. And I, I think he's going to benefit a lot just from the fact that all the attention is being paid to two of his teammates. He can almost fly under the radar, kind of mind his own business. I think he prefers it that way. He doesn't really seek out the spotlight. He's not that kind of guy. Um, I think Greg Bird also benefits as well. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Bird now to play a full season. But uh, while the Yankees are banking on him as their first baseman, you don't hear an awful lot about it just because he's overshadowed by the two big behemoths who are going to be in the Yankee outfield. So I, I think that uh, – the lineup as a whole is benefiting from Stanton coming over, uh, but those two guys in particular come to my mind. We're talking Yankees baseball with Brian Hoke, Yanks reporter for MLB.com. And, Brian, you mentioned the word pressure before. You were talking about Greg Bird. But as a whole, when there's expectations so high with this Yankees team, obviously with the addition of Stanton, Aaron Boone, first-time manager in his first spring training, obviously as a player he was accustomed to pressure situations. We saw how he came through as a Yankee back in 2003 in Game 7, the famous home run. So he's been in big spots, but as a manager now dealing with high expectations in New York, how is he handling it so far, and do you anticipate any issues there? No, I really don't. I, I think that what I sense is he's going to be a relaxed manager. He's going to give that kind of calm in the dugout. What the Yankees kept talking about was communication and connectivity with the players. That's what they wanted out of their next manager to replace Joe Girardi. And I think Boone has fulfilled that so far. I, I think that he is the definition of a player's manager. I, I see him walking through the clubhouse, kind of checking with all his guys. He'll joke around. He'll crack a joke. Um, it's very lighthearted. You see a lot of laughs in the clubhouse. And I think that's the kind of atmosphere he's working to cultivate. Um, I feel like he's kind of hit the ground running. He did a lot during the offseason to get to know his players. He was meeting up with them all around the country. Um, I feel like that has lent to a 
kind of a seamless transition here. And uh, I'm not too worried about the tr- uh, him handling the X's and O's in a game. I mean, this is a guy who comes from baseball lineage. His grandfather played in the big league. So did his father. So I, I think that handling the nine innings in the dugout will come rather naturally to him. And his experience in the broadcast booth will serve him well as far as dealing in the New York media market. And so I think uh, – so far, the, the reports are all good. I can see why the Yankees were, had a unanimous choice to make Aaron Boone their manager. Ryan, just down at spring training in general right now, I know it's hard to describe a mood. You always say, you know, when a reporter says, how do you feel? It's hard to describe that exactly. But how does the mood seem? Do you notice any changes because of these expectations, fans' interest? I mean, it's always the Yankees, so it's always a big deal. But do you notice any more just excitement in terms of fans, in terms of how players are behaving? Or is it just kind of a relaxed atmosphere and kind of go about your business as usual type of spring training? In the clubhouse, it's a relaxed atmosphere and go around your business. But I I sense the excitement in the fans and and outside in the ballpark and even on the streets you see a whole lot more yankee gear than you did maybe three or four years ago i I mean i think these baby bombers the fans really fell in love with them watching these guys judge sanchez severino greg bird to some extent i mean they're excited about where these guys are headed and i think that finishing one win away from the world series last year just whets their appetite for to see what they can do going forward and if they can get over that hump so uh, you know, I go back to they were just having workouts and batting practice before games began, and they were drawing thousands of fans at George Steinbrenner Field. So I think that says volumes about just where the interest is, the fact that they could fill the parking lot just for a workout and not even a game. Uh, I think that when they get back up to New York, the – the excitement's going to be tenfold what it is down here in Tampa right now. Absolutely. I'm in New York, and you can definitely feel it. That's all the talk is the Yankees, and when does this thing get started? Because people are anxious to see <laughs> how it's going to look. But in order to get over that hump, certainly pitching is important. We know that. It's important with every team and any team that advances in the playoffs. And Luis Severino is a guy you mentioned. He's key to that, no question about it. And he just had a nice outing in spring training, uh, going three innings, allowing an unearned run. Talk about how Severino looks to you. And Sonny Gray going uh, later today on Friday when we're taping this podcast. So mm-hmm. what type of expectations do you have for the pitching staff? How does it look so far? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had to pick a weak spot on this team, that's where it would be. Uh, you know, the, the lineup's going to score a bunch of runs. Their bullpen is locked down and, and elite with guys like Aroldis Chapman and Chad Green and, uh, David Robertson, Tommy Canley, Dallin Batances. So I don't think that securing leads is going to be a whole big problem for this team. So really all you're looking for the rotation to give you is five or six good innings, and then you can hand it over, and more often than not, you'd be shaking hands at the end of the night. So I, I feel like Severino's the leader of that staff. He's really stepped up. He is the ace right now, even though he prefers that people say that about Tanaka or CeCe Sabathia. I think it, it has to be Severino. He finished third in the Cy Young race last year, and He's, out, he's on a mission to prove that he belongs in that company. He certainly did last year, but you got to do it back-to-back years now. And uh, Yeah, he looked sharp. He threw three and a third innings, uh, one run, none earned against the Phillies in his first uh, start of the spring. So he's built up. He's letting it fly. He's working on his changeup a lot this spring. And Sonny Gray, I think, is just going to benefit from being here uh, for the entire spring. You know, he's never had a, a Florida spring training. He's, he's now a little more comfortable with his teammates after coming over in the trade last July. Uh, I think that was kind of a whirlwind for him to have to come into New York and pitch in the heat of a pennant race, and he handled it pretty well. But I think he's really going to benefit from just beginning the year in Yankee pinstripes and kind of adjusting to that whole deal of what the expectations are and and knowing that the Yankees are expected to go out and compete for a championship this year. And, Brian, as we wrap up here shortly, just a couple more for you. 
if you had a concern or maybe not a concern, a question mark, obviously the Yankees are going to have a good season. <laughs> that would be shocking if they weren't contending for uh, the top of the division or a playoff spot, uh, minimally a wild card. But is there a concern or a question mark somewhere on the team where you say, oh, I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out? I know it's only March 9th, but looking at <laughs> it right now, where do you see that? Yeah, I guess the question I would have, other than health, which is always a question, I think you could say that for 29 other teams, too. I guess my question now is who is going to be the opening day second baseman and the opening day third baseman, and does that? how long does that last? Because I really do believe that Miguel Andujar and Glaber Torres are going to contribute at the big league level this year. I think they're going to play a big part. It just might not be when they get up to Toronto and they open the season on the turf at the Rogers Center. Um, I think that they have a bunch of options there. I'm curious to see if Tyler Wade can continue the solid spring he's had. Uh, I know he didn't get in a whole lot of games last year. He spent a lot of time sitting on the bench, but the Yankees are so high on his talent. They see him as possibly their version of a Ben Zobris or a Brock Holt, kind of plug him in anywhere. So I think he's got a world of potential, too. He might very well be your second baseman to begin the year while you – have Glaber Torres uh, come back from that Tommy John surgery. You can get some reps down at AAA. So I, I think those two spots in the infield are the most interesting questions still to be answered here in Yankee camp. Um, everything else kind of seems like it's falling right in the line. So, uh, you know, I, I will be curious to see how that plays out over the next two or three weeks. And as we wrap up here, we started with Judge. So let's end with a Judge question. He did say um, the home run derby unlikely this year. Just just to confirm that with you, is that is that pretty much it? A one and done kind of thing. He wowed everyone, and that's that's pretty much it for Judge, right? With the home run derby. The best way I saw it was one and done, like W O N and done. He's the champion. I mean, <laughs> I I agree with him. I, I think that going back and winning it again or competing again, there, there's not a whole lot to be gained there, especially considering he's been pretty. Pretty upfront. I mean, he's been guarded about what he said, but he, there was a shoulder injury bothering him last year. We all know that. He had surgery last uh, November, so he's coming back a little slower from that. And uh, whether or not the Derby caused that issue, exacerbated it, um, is it really worth rolling the dice, especially in a season where expectations are so high? The team is really banking on Aaron Judge to follow up on that season. You know, why risk it at that point? And, I, you know, I really think that that performance that he had in Miami. It's going to be tough to top. So I think you go out on top, he's willing to pass the crown off to somebody else, and nobody can ever take away what happened that night in July. Absolutely. Going out on a high note, that's the way to do it. And, uh, Brian, again, congratulations on the book, Baby Bombers. It looks like a great read. I can't wait to check it out. Thanks for coming on, as always, my friend. Awesome. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That's Brian Hoke, Yankees reporter, MLB.com. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.